You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You have tuned in into 3CR's program, Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind Closed Doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please connect with us on Twitter at bcd3cr or email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and Digital Radio. Before we begin our regular show, we're going to play a piece of audio in celebration of NADOC week and also to maintain the momentum of the Black Lives Matters campaign as well as to focus on a very important series on 3CR called Beyond the Bars. This is Man in the Glass by Jason. When you get what you want and struggle for yourself and the world makes you king for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your mother, your father or your wife whose judgment upon you must pass, but the fellow's verdict that counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. Some people may say you're a straight shooting chum and call you a wonderful guy, but the man in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. He's the fella to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you to the end. And you pass your most dangerous, dangerous, difficult test if you pass the man in the glass. You may fool the whole world down life, uh, down the pathway of life and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartaches and tears if you cheated that man in the glass. You know what I mean? That's pretty mm. true, yeah? yeah? That's yourself. So, yeah. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and Digital Radio. And Dean, yeah. a couple of weeks back um, you were chatting with Sam Elkin with Sassy on BCD and you were interviewing him. Shall we share with our listeners some details about that project again? On this episode of Behind Closed Doors, we've got Sam Elkin who is a lawyer working at St Kilda Legal Service. And Sam is also part of the Roberta Perkins Law Project, which he'll explain more about what it is. But Roberta was uh, a fantastic advocate for sex workers. She was also a trans woman, uh, an academic, just an all-round incredible figure in history. I mean, I, I heard about Roberta through the years and, you know, see her on television and see this incredible force of nature who would stand up for sex workers and stand up for trans rights and i think we need more people like roberta and we actually do have people like roberta who are in our community i um, can think of one <laughs> <laughs> we've got many. and she's been on our show we, we, she's been on our show her name is catalina oh yeah. yes you're yes. catalina she, she's, i can think of two she, now she, yeah <laughs> she's a very strong advocate and also an activist to to fight for trans rights Yes, we've had both Catalina, Miss Catalina, and yourself, Sassy, on mm, one of mm. our previous episodes as well. If My first show. Yes, if listeners yeah. would like to go back to that first show, please find it on our Behind Closed Doors podcast. I think we need to link that in our social media. Mm. Definitely. 
there's, there's been a lot happening. And I think that it's great that we are seeing more representation of different voices in society, as well as voices who are from the sex worker community. You know, there are such a diverse range of people. We literally come in all shapes and sizes and cultures and genders and sexual identities and everything in between. I think it's time to be really proud and to stand strong. Tune into the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and digital radio. I'm Dean and today Sassy and I will be chatting with Sam Elkin, the LGBTQI outreach lawyer at St Kilda Legal Service and also with his involvement with the Roberta Perkins Law Project. Hi Sassy. Hi. Hi Sam and welcome to Behind Closed Doors. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. A couple of weeks ago Sassy and I actually attended the online uh, launch and event for the Roberta Perkins Law Project. With your background, let's have a chat about how you are involved with St Kilda Legal Service and what you do there. Yeah, so I came on board in May 2018 to be the first LGBTIQ outreach lawyer. And so I started in that job. And basically, I was based at Thorn Harbour Health three days a week as part of a health justice partnership. And I'd help LGBTIQ identifying people with a whole range of legal issues from family violence to tenancy to Centrelink stuff, minor criminal stuff. Basically, whatever the issue was, I'd um, have a crack at assisting people with it except for a few issues that were unfortunately outside of my expertise, like migration, which is a big area of unmet legal needs. So we'd always try and find a referral for people. So I've been doing that for two years and we were lucky enough to get some funding to set up a, a second project with Transgender Victoria. So I've been working on that as well since that time. So is your primary role to be a lawyer for the LGBTIQ community? That's right. So when I started, it was my job to be the LGBTIQ outreach lawyer. So an outreach lawyer basically is just the kind of lawyer that goes to other um, organisations as opposed to sitting in your own office. So we have a lot of outreach lawyers at St Kilda Legal Service that provide outreach to places like Sacred Heart over in St Kilda and stuff like that. It's a big part of the work that St Kilda Legal Service does, the idea that you should go out to where the people are as opposed to expecting people that are already having troubles to go to all these different services. So it's a big part of what we've done for a long time. And now I guess my role has moved more into just focusing on the Roberta Perkins Law Project, which is the partnership that we're doing with Transgender Victoria to target the legal needs of the trans and gender diverse community of all people residing in Victoria. And with that, the Roberta Perkins Law Project, can sex workers also come to you for legal advice and assistance or is it just for the broader community? I mean, we will assist any trans and gender diverse person with any of their legal issues that they have, um, depending on the complexity or the particular nature of it. It might be a facilitated referral to a trusted partner. Um, it might be getting a barrister in to provide some assistance on a pro bono basis. But yeah, absolutely. We're here for the whole trans and gender diverse community, um, no matter what their legal issue is or no matter what their occupation is. So can you just tell us about more about the Roberta Perkins Law Project? Yeah, so it all started, we had a visioning day with a bunch of people over at Transgender Victoria because we got 
two-year funding from the City of Melbourne's Social Innovation Partnerships to focus on the unmet legal needs of the trans and gender diverse community. So I guess we, when we were doing the LGBTIQ legal service, we realised that actually we're talking about a whole bunch of different communities with a whole bunch of different legal issues and um, facing different kinds of barriers to access services so we just thought let's try and actually target you know one of the many communities that we wanted to specialist projects for we got a bunch of transgender diverse people in to help design the project and with their input we named the service after the late Roberta Perkins to, to honor her legacy who was a you know an activist an advocate and an academic who was an absolute pioneer in the rights for the fight for the rights of both the trans and gender diverse community and for sex workers in Australia, um, which I'm sure your listeners will know about. So, yeah, it's it's been a wonderful project and we've been doing a lot of diverse legal work because obviously some programs are, you know, you just focus on criminal law or, or Centrelink law or whatever it might be, whereas this is any legal issue you have um, depending on the, the kind of person you are. So, yeah, it's been an interesting project. Who else can access these services? The Roberta Perkins Law Project is for anybody who's residing in Victoria who identifies as trans and gender diverse. Yeah. That includes people who, for example, are currently incarcerated. We have a number of people that are on remand or are serving sentences in Victorian prisons, people living all throughout Victoria. So we've got plenty of clients who are living regionally or in remote parts of Victoria. So it's not catchment based. It's anybody within Victoria. And the broader LGBTIQ legal service project is for, again, a statewide service. So anybody who's LGBTIQ identifying. But I guess there's particular cutoffs in terms of what we can do based on things like your income and the particular kind of legal issue. I have this question. What's the difference if you go into just a different lawyer and instead of going into this particular service for being LGBT, why can't you just go to any other uh, places to to get same service? Coming from Singapore, we don't have this kind of service. Uh, we only have a, just one service, a lawyer who can represent any gender or any races. But coming to Australia, I know there's different divisions. Maybe can you probably explain that to, to us? Yeah, so certainly... Any trans and gender diverse person can go to see any lawyer at any time. Um, it's certainly not <laughs> our intention to cover the field or we certainly wouldn't have the ability to do that. And the fact of the matter is that most trans and gender diverse clients will be assisted by a mainstream service, either a private lawyer or maybe by Victoria Legal Aid. And I think the role of specialist services like ours is to both to provide dedicated legal support to people that really want to have a specialist service. Maybe they've had a bad experience with a mainstream lawyer before and don't feel confident to access that service. But we're also providing capacity building for the mainstream legal assistance community. So we provide training to places like Victoria Legal Aid and to private legal practitioners to make sure that they understand what the best way to engage respectfully and in an inclusive manner with the trans and gender diverse community. So it's 
it's, I guess, a two, two-tiered function of, of what a specialist service does. Certainly, many trans and gender diverse people expressed bad experiences with private lawyers in the past. Also, you know, people doing legal assistance work in Victoria, certainly bad experiences when dealing with certain parts of Victoria police, with corrections, with other parts of the justice system, were hesitant to enforce their legal rights. So say, for example, people that might be dealing with family violence in the home, but don't want to go to Victoria Police because they feel like they'll be discriminated against, don't feel like they're going to get a respectful service from a mainstream legal service. So come to us because we're a trusted part of the trans and gender diverse community and um, can help them access mainstream you know, support where they need to. So sometimes providing a kind of conduit role between the trans and gender diverse community and the mainstream justice system. How much does it cost to access the service? Oh, it's a free service. So it's funded by the City of Melbourne's Social Innovation Partnership Program. So they gave us money basically to hire me (laughs) as a (laughs) part-time lawyer to help trans and gender diverse people that are experiencing barriers to accessing mainstream services, either through poverty, so they might be might not be able to afford a lawyer, or for people that have a particular legal issue where their their gender identity or gender expression forms a big part of their legal issue. Say, for example, somebody who was terminated in their employment for wearing, you know, feminine clothing at work. That's the kind of thing that we have specialist knowledge and expertise in. So we would run a case like that. Amazing what you're doing. With the service that you've got, is it now going to be a permanent service? Well, No. um, So we've got funding um, from the City of Melbourne until August 2021. So we're definitely here for another, whatever that is, um, one and a bit years. And certainly we hope to become a permanent service. I'm sure you and everybody else will know in these difficult times that, uh, you know, it always relies on the contribution of uh, government, private philanthropic donors and the community to make sure projects like this can continue. So there's always financial uncertainty but um, we certainly hope we'll always be here and we think that we've certainly proven that there's a great need for this kind of specialist support. What are the main challenges that you've seen so far regarding you know this type of legal service? Uh, in terms of the challenges that the clients are experiencing or yeah. the challenges? Yeah. So discrimination is a big issue for trans and gender diverse communities. So discrimination when accessing healthcare services, for example, we've had clients who have been refused service when they've tried to get hormone replacement therapy medication at a pharmacy, for example, which is... Oh, wow absolutely discrimination and we can use the Equal Opportunity Act, which is the Victorian anti-discrimination legislation to enforce people's rights to have a fair and equitable service when they're accessing, you know, a chemist or whatever it might be. We've had people who've lost their jobs when asking for, you know, things like a change to their name badge, for example, if they've changed their name because they're trans and they want to have a different name to express their gender identity issues around that so yeah stigma and discrimination is a big issue and it's a big legal issue that we've dealt with in addition to that and particularly now with you know the huge financial issues that a lot of people are facing I think residential tenancy stuff so 
people fighting to stay in their homes while having things like rent arrears or may be subjected to uh, like hateful behaviour from neighbours um, because of their trans and gender diverse identity or, or gender expression. These are all the kind of things that, that we see out in the community. So I guess trans and gender diverse people have the same kinds of legal issues that anybody might have and then some. So we're there to help with both the things that anybody might have and the special issues that we unfortunately still face. That's the thing that really surprised me, that the diversity of or the range of issues that people face and how your service is so important. I, I never realised that, you know, that at Victoria especially, because I, I keep thinking of Victoria as a pretty progressive state, mm. that unfortunately, you know, Victoria does have some pretty awful people who still discriminate. Yeah, definitely. Stigma and discrimination is still a big issue for our community, um, you know, particularly in employment and healthcare and around housing. But yeah, all aspects of our lives, unfortunately, can still be touched by those issues. So, you know, we are really grateful to, you know, progressive councils like the City of Melbourne providing us with funding to do this project. So yeah, I think that certain parts of the Victorian community are really aware that we still have a, have a way to go and, you know, we're really grateful for them trusting us to, you know, have a go at, at, at a brand new kind of experimental service and, and see if we could break through some of that stigma and actually change things for some people. On the flip side, how have you found working for the Roberta Perkins Law Project? Complicated question. In some ways, it's been, you know, an absolute dream job. I mean, this is a project that, you know, I pitched for and was extremely surprised and grateful to get the funding for. So in that sense, it's been amazing. Having said that, um, being a part-time lawyer for the whole Victorian trans and gender diverse community <laughs> while being you know, transgender myself and dealing with the same kind of issues that my clients are experiencing, it really does take its toll. It's hard work. Um, it's often thankless work. You know, the fact of the matter is that people who are in crisis, who are dealing with complex and, you know, intersecting social disadvantage aren't necessarily going to send you, you know, a box of roses and, and, a, and flowers at the end of <laughs> something. That's just not, you know, where people are at, which I totally get. And um, there is, you know, I think it's fair to say issues with lateral violence within the trans and gender diverse community and real issues around a lack of representation of different diversities. So it can be really difficult to kind of stick your head out of the sand and be like, I'm here to represent the community in, in some sense because, you know, the fact of the matter is we are all so different. We come from different backgrounds and, you know, there shouldn't just be one or a few people representing our diverse community. There should be, you know, hundreds of us because we all are so different. All of our different perspectives are valid. So, you know, it has been difficult in some ways because not only do you have to get your head across, you know, a whole bunch of different legal issues and provide an excellent service and develop networks with the mainstream legal assistance community that might not know much about respectful engagement and might stuff things up while they're talking to me and I have to play that educational role. Yeah, there is the, I suppose, cumulative impact of dealing with discrimination and, and trauma every day. But having said all that, 
the ability to actually engage in meaningful work for my community is, you know, a dream come true. And mm. I think that just trying to manage the the issues that come up and engage in self-care is, is really important for me. So I've really been learning that on the job that, you know, I've really got to look after my own well-being because otherwise I'm not going to be able to support anybody else. You pretty much answer all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> What's the future of the uh, Roberta Perkin Law Project? Yeah, good question. We'd love to see this project grow. So we'd love to be able to provide high quality immigration law services. I think that's an absolutely desperate area of unmet legal need. There are so many trans and gender diverse people seeking asylum here in Victoria that need excellent service. And we'd love to partner with organisations like the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre to provide, you know, training to immigration lawyers and things like that across Victoria so they can actually provide a respectful and inclusive service. So we would love to increase our capacity in that area. Also family law, we would love to be able to do more family law work, particularly there's people who are, uh, say, parents of trans and gender diverse young people. They may be separating from their partners and there can be a lot of family conflict around gender identity for gender non-conforming young children. You know, what the child's rights is to wear clothing that might not you know, accord with the sex they were assigned at birth. And there can be a lot of difficult family law cases that I think we'd love to provide more assistance in relation to. So I'd love to have a dedicated family lawyer. Of course, family violence as well is a great yeah. area of unmet legal need for our community. So we'd love to build our capacity and expertise in that area and also do just more training and more research so that we can provide more support and more of a, I guess, an evidence base so that other areas, so, you know, homeless services, you know, community organisations that provide different sorts of services can actually think, well, how do we meet the needs of trans and gender diverse clients in our area? And I think that's the value of doing research that it can actually provide an impact and, and inspire other kinds of organisations to do this sort of work. Amazing service for the trans and gender diverse people. I mean, in the past, I've met trans people who are homeless, who, who actually going through legal service and fail. The system has failed them. This is refreshing to hear, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, mm. we see in the statistics that you know, we're less likely to be employed, we're less likely to be employed in, in jobs that, you know, are financially sustainable, we're less likely right. to have stable housing, we're less likely to be in contact with our families of origin that can yeah. provide financial and, you know, community support. So there's so many reasons why we're more likely to have legal issues than other parts of the community. And unfortunately, we have more trouble where we do have legal issues because, you know, the courts and corrections and so on might not always be the best place uh, for trans and gender diverse people. So we've got a lot of a way to go. But um, I'm really inspired by the work that we've done so far and also our volunteers. We've got a whole bunch of volunteers who themselves are trans and gender diverse law students and they're mm. going to be the next generation of legal professionals and that recognition and exposure to the mainstream legal profession of trans and gender diverse lawyers um, just doing their jobs like is going to be so important to cultural change across Victoria. So, 
Yeah, it is really exciting. And Sam, are there any plans for this to go national? Well, there is actually a transgender law service in New South Wales. So the Inner City Legal Centre, they've partnered with Dentons, which I think might actually be the biggest international law firm in the entire world, or it's one of the biggest anyway. So in King's Cross in Sydney, um, transgender diverse people can get a free legal service from Inner City Legal Centre and their partner Denton. So that exists. Apart from that, there isn't any trans and gender diverse focused legal services at the moment in other states or territories. But, you know, we'd love to see that. And yeah, if there is anybody, you know, interstate that, that wants to set something up and, you know, wants to chat on how you might do it, I would absolutely love to support that in any way I could. Take up with your offer because I'm working with, the, oh, I've worked with the sister, we're still working with the sister girls in TV Islands and they have all sorts of problems going on with them over there. So maybe I could introduce them to your service and maybe we could, yeah, we could do something for them. Oh, I'd absolutely love that. I think that would yeah. be an awesome collaboration. Mm. Yeah. How do people contact you? So probably easiest to just jump onto our big project website, which is lgbtiqlegal.org.au, and you can go onto our Contact Us form and um, get in touch that way. Email to rplp, which stands for Roberta Perkins Law Project, at skls.org.au. Wow, that was great informative. So much info. Yeah, you actually answered all my questions. I didn't even have to ask you. And Sam, the question we always ask our guests, any, anything on your playlist at the moment? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you could play a bit of Simona Castricum, who I've been listening to at the moment. She's a trans uh, woman from Melbourne who's just released a new album. So you could play The Half Light, which I've been listening to a lot. Thanks, Sam. No worries. Thanks for taking an interest in our project and highlighting it for people. Um, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. See Sam. you later. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.